Hey, good morning, all. Welcome to the Common Good Podcast. It's Tuesday. I'm December 5th. Is that right? December 5th. Is that a big day for you for any reason? Feels like a day people mark for some, you know. I don't think so. You've you've always got I don't know. It just feels like you've always got a nice thing for for a day, like Tuesdays. You know, I don't know. Whimsy's got a thing going on, or there's some birthday, or auntie no auntie not today has got a thing going i mean the uh, the big thing on my calendar today is a vote common good podcast ah all right boy and for a man like you who likes to check off a list man yeah. you are starting this day off right yeah, yeah i did uh, i did have uh another meeting scheduled today that i uh i i sent a message to the person and said, I'm not ready to have this meeting. Can we uh can we push this a week? <laughs> and for you. thankfully Very she mature. said sure. Very mature um, thing to do instead yeah. of just bluff your way yeah. through the meeting. Yeah. Why, yeah. Well, it was a meeting about um you know going over our observations of uh several technology tools and comparing them. And uh wow. since I have not like you know signed up for the free demos and you know, tried out these technology tools. I really wouldn't have much to say. I see. I see. Well, I'm sorry for your yeah. loss that you're going to miss out on that fabulous meeting. Well, I mean, I'll have it next week. <laughs> uh, yeah, something to look forward to. Something to look forward to. Hey, you know, I was thinking about you the other day, Rob. Oh. And, uh, you know, you don't have to follow that up with, I hope not when you were in the shower, which I know is your favorite joke when someone says that. So, no, it wasn't. I was listening to a guitar podcast and mm-hmm. the... Um, person was just talking about nonsense as some people do on live stream podcasts you know like there's a topic yeah. but then they yeah. spend a bunch of time blathering oh, about things just that don't have anything the, to do with the topic. yes the happy talk at the top yeah holy moly i mean it's really something when people do that and someone in the comments because it was a video stream uh uh said hey uh jonathan where do you get your uh where do you get your flannels because he's always, he's always wearing sharp-looking flannels. Mm-hmm. And he said, hey, I'll just tell you, friends, if you're not buying your flannels at Walmart, you're really missing out. Mm. And as someone who's only bought things at Walmart in my life, I think with you, other than one time when I had to buy a backyard <laughs> swimming pool, uh, I, I don't have a lot of Walmart. You had to buy a backyard swimming pool? Yeah. A, I mean, we, oh, we were scrambling, totally. scrambling to find one. I had to come up with, you know, like this kind of inflatable ones you know but yeah, yeah. Like 14 feet yeah. wide and when they yeah. get full of water oh. they weigh seven thousand pounds yes and yes. maybe crush the concrete that you put on. oh to- i i totally get it it was the we had to it like it was a yeah. it was a yeah. need yeah it was m- multiple days of 100 100 degrees in a row yes and we had to get together coming a birthday get together anyway 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 a lot of things i, I don't shop at walmart i don't keep yeah. up on walmart Mm-hmm. And I thought, I wonder why Rob's never uh, purchased, because I don't see you as a flannel guy. Here's the big wraparound. And I thought about that today, thinking about you, because when we popped on here, I'm wearing, I'm wearing a flannel, which I don't care for, this particular one, and doesn't fit me very well. But I have like three flannels, and I've thought, I need some fresh ones. Is Walmart the place to buy flannel, or, or is that not something you keep up on? Uh, I, I, I'm a little surprised that you don't think of me as a flannel guy. Um, that's a little yeah. strange. I mean, I'm a child of the of the mm-hmm. '90s, like you know, For Gen sure. X, 
You know, more I see more the bow tie kind of guy though. To tell you the truth, <laughs> round glasses and bow tie cat. Well, I can understand that. Um, and, look, yeah, yeah, and uh, um, I, you know, I, I okay. typically have a don't buy clothes rule. At, don't buy clothes at Walmart rule. Oh, um, just okay. feels. Uh, that I mean, that being said, I mean, yeah, get underwear and socks at Walmart if you want to, sure. but like, you know, fashion, no, no, no outerwear. <laughs> yeah, nothing, nothing that anybody's going to see, nothing uh, you know, yeah, we, oh. we buy like Whimsy's play clothes at Walmart. Oh, wow. You know, okay. but well, it says yeah. a lot. Now, that being said, there is a Walmart here locally. Uh, and because I, I, because Walmart headquarters is here. Uh, the Walmarts in our area are really nice because at any moment, the CEO of Walmart could walk into your store and yeah. they all operate that way, you know, kind of with that, that sense. Um, but so they also, they have Walmarts here that they use to test new ideas. Mm. Um, like we had, I, I know you're a big fan of uh, self-checkout. We had, we had self-checkout at several of our Walmarts here way before anybody else did because they were testing it. Um, and, uh, and so there's a Walmart here that um, it's actually a Springdale Walmart uh, that they test clothing products and they have partnerships Ooh, with, they have partnerships with the Gap and Reebok and, you know, it's like justice for kids clothes. Um, you know, so they, they have like really upped their 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 game uh mm. in terms of uh in terms of clothing that would probably be the only walmart i would buy clothes at well l let me just say jesus has a birthday coming so if you're thinking about picking up something for your friend doug in honor of the, the birthday um yeah you know maybe i'll uh maybe i'll send you some oh, photos of already what's available your, i already have your christmas well, present plan <laughs> we're this morning <laughs> yeah, we <were laughs> Vanessa and I this morning went to breakfast at Susan's, which I've taken you to my favorite, our favorite breakfast place. Yeah, had a blueberry pancake and sausage, oh, fantastic. Okay. And uh, and then we we ran into Walmart after that to uh, pick up a few groceries. And uh, as we were walking into Walmart, I said, "Hey, uh, I think I know what I want to get, Doug." And uh, wow. I, uh, and I told her, and she was like. You're an idiot. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, as encouraged as I am about that, uh, I now feel like, boy, do I need to put the Ryerseys on my Christmas gift buying list? I'm glad to do it. You uh, you don't. I might. Uh, I don't want to come empty-handed to the time when we. Yeah, meet. I, uh, I'm. I might. I, I might need. To, I might end up. Uh, you know, seeing if some people in the group chat want to kick in. And okay. Hey, um, uh, why why were you guys at Susan's on a Tuesday? That that's a is, is I when I keep track with the Ryerseys, you know, family bed snuggle time over Thanksgiving. Yeah. It's always a Saturday that I have well, it's, for you being yeah. at, at Susan's. Yeah, it's either Saturday or or it has been Wednesday. Uh, oh. Vanessa has uh, Vanessa's been in training to be a a, a hospital chaplain, and. Uh, okay is finishing her fourth unit of CPE chaplain mm -hmm. pastoral education or whatever mm -hmm. it stands yeah. for. Um, and she, um, a couple months ago got a job as, uh, 
a uh, a chaplain at the hospice facility that's run by our hospital. And uh, in last week on Monday, and listen to this, on Monday, she got uh, a call from her boss saying, hey, um, we're going to open up a position. We'd like you to apply for it, send over a resume. Um, so she did that. This is her boss, the the trainer at the CP, the head of the chaplain at the at the hospital. So Monday she sent her resume. Tuesday the job was posted online. Wednesday, the HR department called and offered her the job. Excellent. Yes. She just got, she just got a thumbs up from me on the screen there. Yes. Yeah, I saw that. Wow. Uh, so That's it was. Impressive. Yeah. So yeah, it was pretty much they had you know they had created the job for her and uh, went through all the, or don't the, let uh, the other chaplains find out about this. this uh, well, yeah, that's right. <laughs> She's uh, have a look into the job. Page yeah. Yeah. Podium, she, podium style. Yeah. Know, and, uh, and so because of that, her, her schedule is all crazy. And, uh, and so last night she's got to work today and this afternoon into the evening and, so last night she was like, "Hey, let's uh, let's go to Susan's tomorrow." Wow! So great, oh, lovely. Let's do it. A little a little celebration. Well, great. Yeah. Congratulations. I'm sure she's the right yeah. right person for the job. Absolutely. Hey, how's the weather over there? What's it look? What's uh, it look like sunny and chilly. Sunny and chilly in, in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How's the weather cloudy, there? Cloudy and cold. Uh, 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 and uh, half an inch or inch of snow or something came uh, overnight. Mm. Uh, no, no one I know was expecting it, and now I need to go out and push the show the snow around with a shovel and get it off of my driveway. But I got a whole bunch of I got a bunch of podcasts to be doing today, a whole bunch of stuff. Hey, uh, but I did want to show you something. Um, uh, you know, I have this mobile roaming yeah. cam, so hang on a minute, everybody. Just hold your hold your proverbial horse. Uh, all right, so um, in my little office rob so that's the way it looks what i have going yeah. now this will tell you something about how the weather is down below my desk <laughs> is my dirty cords down below my desk it's my little foot heater yeah up to 150 degrees i don't think you can read that uh but that's what it's come to now i'm now at a point where i have to uh put my feet because i don't wear shoes in the house uh put my feet on a uh on a heated pad yeah the classic old man, right? Like, uh, yes, I love a, it. Let's get a heating pad for my feet. But I'll tell you, friends, if you live in a cold climate and you ever sit somewhere for a long period of time and you don't yet have a little snuggly heating pad for your feet, mm. oh, makes a great holiday gift. So happy holidays, everyone. That's All not right. what I'm getting you. That's not what you Well, good. Uh, I'm glad because Cause you uh, already have one. You don't need another. I don't need another, but I'll tell you this. I've owned three. In the last thank you for putting on this. Yeah, thank you for putting on the screen. These, you know, someone body shaming me. Yeah. In the comments. No, Rob's not putting on. Wow. wow. <laughs> thank you, Carol. Appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you all listening and good morning. Also from Tampa Bay, uh, 46 uh, degrees in Tampa Bay. Hey, let's just keep it above hey. 32 down there, Alex, because none of us yeah. need that. None of us need that orange crisis that we had years ago uh, when all the citrus froze. That was uh, this is true. That was that was concerning for uh, for a lot of people. And to Jim, good morning to you from uh, another beautiful day in Ventura, in Ventura, California. Hey, Rob, lots happening since we were last together last Tuesday. Um, 
I mean, Kevin McCarthy is still not the Speaker of the House. Just want to bring that up as a sense of enjoyment. <laughs> Uh, uh, speaking of people that are not any longer uh, in their role in the House of Representatives of these United States of America, our cat, our uh, our buddy, uh, George Santos, yeah, uh, out on his ear. It happened. Uh, they they actually did it. And and I heard I heard a commentator say yesterday when they were complaining about how the Republicans want to keep up the impeachment against Biden, <laughs> and they were like, okay. Less than a year ago, it took him 15 votes to get a speaker, who now is out. It took him another 15 days or 21 days or something to get another speaker. They just had a vote <laughs> to expel one of their own members. And their big concern For is, the third time. And their big concern is maybe we should impeach Joe Biden. I mean, honest to Pete, it's just yeah. not even a... Uh, not even a commentary one can um, uh, put put anything but just nonsense around. But did you see that George Santos yesterday launched a Cameo account? I did see that. So, friends, if you're not familiar with Cameo, Cameo is a system by which a person can um, ask for a celebrity to make them a personal private, uh, not private, but, well, it could be private, but a personal video. And you pay them some amount of money per minute, a couple hundred bucks or something. And you send them, you know, hey, I want this to be a birthday greeting for my podcast host friend. Which you should totally give me a George Santos. Uh, congratulations. Doug, that's what it is. That's a great podcast. Is that true? Is that truly what it is? That is literally what it is. Oh, my gosh. Literally what it is. We have become one. Yeah. Vanessa and I were talking about George Santos. And I said, I want to get Doug a... George Santos cameo for Christmas. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry for ruining this. I had, <laughs> of course, of course, I had no idea. But in that conversation about a gift. Yeah. Well, well, to uh to pretty much anyone that we know, that would be, I mean, oh, oh my gosh. So uh so honestly, friends, this now, works, we have we, we have a friend, we have a friend whose parents Got yes. him a oh, message got from his, Sarah. He got his. He got his parents a message from Sarah Palin on cameo. <laughs> yeah, and it was we watched it. It was very long and very personal, and mm. her roaming around her house with her phone in her hand, I think, or maybe sitting. I can't remember. <laughs> I have many many memories of this, and saying to his parents like, "Hey, Gail and Randy, just really want to wish you a great time up from up here." And I mean unbelievable yep. that thing that you can get a celebrity oh uh, cameo is the best to do it um yeah we should start uh I, I wish i had the kind of just you know silly money that you could just throw 150 bucks at stuff and just be sending friends nonsense like this it would just really <laughs> oh so really cheer me up so anyway. yeah so yeah so i it we we it remains to be seen um how much as they say of the tea uh, George Santos is going to spill about his Republican colleagues, his former colleagues in the House of Representatives. He's already um, lashed out at one of the Republican uh, Congress people, um, kind of talking about how he's a drunk and he doesn't show up to work, and his staff all quits, and and you know sh shared some video of him threatening you know, a former staffer or something and, you know, trying to, to rile that up. Um, he's, you know, made claims of insider trading, 
you know, which come on, we know Congress people do that. Um, so it's, you know, it's going to be see, it's going to be interesting to see if George Santos is going to go on the, uh, the scorched earth tour and, uh, and try to, you know, bring others down with him, Samson style. Um, especially before he's convicted of the crimes for which he is indicted. Uh, You know, you really want to do that before you have an ankle bracelet on or before you're checking into the local federal penitentiary. Yeah. When you lose access to your phone. (laughs) (laughs) I want to get moving on that. If you haven't done that yet, as you put together your cameo studio at home, Uh, George. Hey, uh, Rob, I was shocked to see this, uh, this, this headline. Um, and, you know, in, in news feeds, I, I use the Apple news feed among others. Um, I think yeah. it curates news based on your particular choices and preferences. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I'm guessing. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. I've never, my wife has her phone. Yes. I've never opened our phones at the same time to see, I should do that yeah. and just see yeah. like, do we see the same news stories in the, in the news feed? Um, but this, this one came up uh, and again, had me thinking of, of you for some reason. It was, a re- it was in the reader's favorites yeah, section I, uh, brought to you by the yeah. AARP, the American Association I, for Retired Persons. Yeah, which, I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not a fan of this at all. And the headline um, is why Gen X isn't having sex. When I saw the headline, Rob, here's what struck me. I was a youth pastor for a very long time, very yeah. long time ago. Mm-hmm. And the, kids that we were reaching and the young adults in the college age were Gen Xers. They used to be the Gen Zs and the Gen Ys and the millennials of, you know, interest that apparently now are people in their forties and fifties. Um, and, and I'm in this generation, uh, mm-hmm. of Gen X. And I kind of thought, well, hey, mission accomplished. It took us a while, but we were really worked hard back in the, back in the day. purity culture come like finally, they finally back in the day to keep those Gen Xers from having sex because it could just you know it can be there's a lot of things that go into somebody you know uh, being sexually active when they're a teenager. So it took us to our to their fifties before uh, 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 Gen Xers not having sex, and I thought I, I, it's like a generation for whom. Every day is a holiday at the Ryerson House. Yeah. So Thanksgiving yeah. holiday. Uh, yeah, this is, a, this is a deeply concerning article on a number of levels. Um, one, Gen X doesn't like having articles written about them. We are used to being forgotten. We are used to being let, left out. You know, please don't bring us into the spotlight. Number two, Gen X and AARP, uh-huh. really, uh-huh. really, we're there right there oh snuggled right up Mm -hmm. then there's the content just the content of the article why gen x isn't having sex i don't it could it be that we're in our 50s and we're tired (laughs) like like we finally gotten to the point where we'd rather sleep at night you know i might be um it's just like used to help you fall asleep now it keeps you up with worry oh seriously and and then and then thirdly or fourthly or fifthly, whatever it might be. What's up with the picture in this? Like yeah. uh, for those who, you know, who, who might be, who might be watching this or not, or listening online, the picture, the graphic that goes along with the story is it appears to be a bed 
floating in the ocean you're a sea of all by emptiness. itself like yeah. yeah like there's no one in the bed why isn't gen x having sex it might be because they fell off and drowned That's like right. i mean what is the, like like what like i mean um, my parents had a water did your parents have a water bed doug no no my, my parents had a, my sister had a water bed so i grew up my with parents a water bed had a, in our, our house. Yeah. oh what a weird weird thing my parents had a water bed um which is just bizarre when I think about that. Actually, I don't want to think about that. Um, but you know, this is taking waterbed to a whole new level. It's it's there's just so much disturbing yeah. and disconcerting about this uh, this article. This, this did you read the article? What's the reason? Why isn't Gen X having sex? No, I didn't care. <laughs> I didn't care. I just thought the headline uh, that that it's a it's talking point is an yes. entire thing because it really pulls forward for you and I uh, in our age demographics, but also sort of just the reminder of where we are in things. We, we just did a training last week on Thursday, a fantastic training on the, the threats of Christian nationalism. We did it in Holland, Michigan, a place that's experiencing a hostile takeover of their uh, county commission in Ottawa County by Christian nationalists. And there were a couple hundred people, maybe 300 people at this training that we did. And most of them were old. Uh, and some people were like, oh, man, great crowd, but uh, like, see how old everybody was? I'm like, yeah, so what? <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it's just, again, I mean, I, I spent a lot of years as a youth pastor and others just saying to people, like, this whole generationalism business is just silly nonsense. Yeah. When yeah. it comes to politics, there you really do want to get old. If old white Republicans in West Michigan are turning against Christian nationalism. That's better news than having a room full of young college people who are turning against Christian nationalism. Cause you would suspect that that might be the case. It's, yes. it's the older ones. So there's some value to, to that, to that conversation, but the generational business just overall is exhausting yeah. to me. I think it's utter and complete nonsense. And, and I have yeah. a, I have a degree in in cultural anthropology and did my my, my research project on the integration of uh, friendships among uh, high school students. So I think a lot thought a lot about all this stuff. There's nothing more inaccurate and silly time than anyone talking about generations. No matter what, someone tells you, "I'm gonna, hey, I'm gonna get, I'm I'm gonna get, I'm, I'm gonna get front focused." If anyone tells you that there's a generational reason why the kids or the older people are acting in some particular way just know these are people that are not connected to the reality of the motivation of behaviors that's <laughs> not no it's not because we're a latchkey kids rob it's not because uh we watched the shuttle blow up it's not because we had Velveeta as kids like it is just such complete silly business that when i saw the headline i thought well <laughs> Okay, why is Gen X not having sex? Holy moly, just downright ridiculous. Um, My two bits. Yeah, on a, on a, on a great headline and a great graphic. Yeah, uh, yeah. So apparently, the answer to the question for those of us that are you know that want to know, and because as we Gen Xers know, the more you know. Oh yeah. Um, uh, and knowing is half the battle. Physical changes due to menopause or health issues such as high blood pressure and diabetes can wreak havoc on the libido. Oh my gosh. 
failing health for Gen X stops libido. Basically, you know what? Uh, Gen X apparently is like every generation before it that the older it gets, the less sex it has. Wow. Do you Isn't think that's true for even the kids born between 1964 and 1980? Do you think it's even true among that group? Wow, that's shocking. I, yeah. Well, they were born at a different age, my friend, and they grew up with television or the internet or their music. <laughs> I mean, there's no way. They don't think the way we do. Let's have a meeting. I'm going to get silly. Let's have a meeting and call in a bunch of people and figure out how we can think about the way things, the way the kids think about things. Because, you know, they've never seen. Now, name a technology that they no longer know about and a new technology that they're familiar with. And that tells you everything about why they're different. And go ahead and tell me that it's different for the kids that are now on screens too, by the way. Oh, this is a screen generation. And these kids on the screens, they're going to be so totally different. You know what? The deep psychological issues that drive humankind can be tracked at least through 5,000 years of recorded human history and probably 12,000 years of oral human history. It's pretty wash, rinse, and repeat. And this idea that somebody grew up with an airplane or a car or their phone was on their wall or the phone is in their pocket. And that is enough to have changed the entire thing. And if we don't figure out how to reach these kids, I mean, it's just, okay. And, and, <laughs> and, and, Amer and yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those, uh, yes. And people, uh, and this has been, proven over 180 years of recorded history in the United States. There's this great writing from Abraham Lincoln about how the kids of today are just not made of the quality that they need to be to carry the Republic. <laughs> Truly, honestly, every generation has some dire, the next batch of kids. So yeah, I'm with you. Maybe yeah. people, when they hit their fifties and sixties, their libidos change. I don't know. But in my newsfeed, it was a worthy story and great for at least 11 minutes of conversation here on the Common Good, on the Common Good podcast. Um, uh, and Kimberly is bringing up the fact that there was a telephone booth that used to exist outside of her uh, where her, and her child would go and they'd never seen a telephone booth before. I mean, Superman's stories must make absolutely no sense to those kids. So I don't exactly. know how they're ever. I don't know how they're ever yep. gonna. I don't know yep. how they're ever gonna function. Yeah, yeah. My my friend was telling me uh, the other day that he his teenage son asked him what MTV was, hmm. and uh, and so that led to a discussion about um, to explain MTV. He had to explain cable. And to explain cable, he had to explain like broadcast television and antennas because like none of it made any sense to his son. This is an uninformed child. There are people on my street that still have aerial television. This house has cable TV running into it. These are yeah. not, this, this is not a butter These wheel. <laughs> I mean, this is the kind of stuff where people are like, I mean, these kids, what kind of world are they going to grow up in? They never, they never knew MTV. They're watching TikTok. They're watching music companies produce videos and push them to them on a screen. And you think the big difference is 
yeah, but I had to like come home after school and sit down and wait for the video to come up and they get to call it up on demand. I mean, how are these kids? I, I don't even know how they walk as bipedal creatures any longer. I mean, it's just <laughs> totally different. Oh, I just, it's, I <laughs> when we're on a long and lonesome highway somewhere east of yeah. Omaha. Oh, I can't uh, on wait. Bus, on the bus tour. I, I, yeah. I, I've got an, I mean, I'm only getting started on an entire rant about. about oh, I cannot and, wait. And, um, and the, the, the boondoggle of money that is raised by people telling us about. I mean, I saw it today, literally saw it today on uh, Morning Joe. Uh, people setting their hair on fire because the 18 to 29 year olds are not voting in the 18 to 29 year olds as if, you know, a 42 year old and a 22 year old are just so legions apart. And we got to figure out how do we yeah. figure out the 18 to 29 year olds? Because if we say things that we're going to say to the 39 to 59 year olds, it's probably not going to work. I mean, it, it's just, yeah. It, and it, 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 it's, it's not a real it, problem because it's not just a marketing problem. It actually exists in people's brains as if they think children, young adults, teenagers, 29 year olds are different. They're not, they're not different. Yeah. And it's what? not like, it's not like, you know, 10 years ago, 18 to 29 year olds had an amazing like at a 95 percent voting rate and it suddenly plummeted with a new generation you know it's a little bit like why gen x isn't having sex it's because they've gotten older yeah um people from 18 to 29 they just oh. don't pay as much attention to politics yes, yes. because yes. of a variety of reasons and it's always been that way, and it's likely to always be that way. Amen. All right. Hey, uh, I, I saw a little bit of good news the other day, and it came from an unusual I mean, beyond, beyond A, George Santos being out of Congress, and B, the pressure of having to have sex being over. Yeah. I mean, the days <laughs> are just getting brighter and brighter. It's like we've already reached <laughs> December 22nd. It's a Fox News host following up a Donald Trump speech. We showed this yesterday in the Red Hat, Blue Hat conversation. Yeah. Uh, and I thought it's worthy of showing here again because the Fox News ho host, uh, you know, cuts into Trump's uh, stuff as they transition to another feature on the Fox News Saturday and, uh, and said this. Sorry, you have to listen to Donald Trump for 10 seconds. Donald Trump got around to some, cam some campaign promises, many untruths. The 2020 election was not rigged. It was not stolen. Fox News, straight to the heart. Uh, I think losing, um, losing lawsuits to Dominion, uh, whatever the name of technology, um, will do that to you. <laughs> oh we don't we don't want to give any impression at all that there was some kind of focus you know, the mind mm -hmm, like no <laughs> we, we, ah, ah, you know don't come yeah and and just the the whole many untruths i mean i appreciate it that they're uh just just i mean th th there's another word for it that's not as long and clumsy as untruths yeah, and it, I don't yeah. Know, it doesn't, a little doesn't bit more common right 
yeah, yeah, yeah. it lies it lies somewhere just outside my memory uh, yeah. that they could have used um yeah that's a bit more common than many untruths um but hey good on them right uh mm -hmm. like as we as we're starting to ramp up um good good for somebody at fox being willing to say things that we all uh, know. Yeah, do you know who that anchor is? I don't, I don't not watch Fox enough to know who the anchors are. No, no, just a just a nameless face on my TV screen mm -hmm. or on my tablet because uh, I can stride both generations. I have both a smartphone and cable. <laughs> real by real by uh, when it comes to all this. Uh, hey, uh, which also means Rob that the debate is uh is happening tonight or tomorrow yeah wednesday, goodness wednesday debate might be wednesday and we're down to four uh, you know what when, when i put together what's going to be on the screen here we use this little system called ecam and you have these scenes and they're they're entitled they have a title on them this one's called debate so i can see what it is you know what's what's going to be in there uh, i titled it debate and i realized We've had a debate one for like the last five weeks. It's been pretty great. <laughs> and each time there's, as it should be, less people on the debate stage. Last Fewer. Week, last time was. Thank you for that. Did you correct my less versus fewer? I did. Oh it's my a... gosh. Let's yeah. talk about that. Good one. Yeah. Go, go on. Few. Give me give me your yeah, fewer what, versus less, I, less bit. Fewer is uh, what, like when it's a specific number, it's fewer. Like it, you use fewer. It when it's like a more generic or non-specific amount, then you use less. So it's like I have less water in my cup, but there are fewer candidates in the debates. Wow. So if I said I have three ounces fewer water in my cup, would I say it like that? I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, I, I like this. I like this a lot. Uh, I'm going to yeah. add it to my uh, to my repertoire. Of, I'm sorry. Uh, I did. It just. No, I, I look, I 100% uh, agree with it. <laughs> Hold off on that Christmas gift. You're giving is, is over the top. Yeah. I love it. Well, we were George just Santa's talking to you about grammar. We were just having our con a conversation with our with our adult kids about this and what words are used because our grandson said, um, uh, "Oh, sorry, I had to itch my face." Oh, I love so it. I, so I waited about twenty minutes yeah. before I said, 20. "Itch is a sensation. To scratch is an yes. action. Yes. So you can feel That's an itch, and you perform a scratch. Yes. And people are like." Oh, and then we got into the they's, theirs, and theirs, and then we got into yeah. the twos, and then we got into yeah. the borrow from and lend yes. to. Yeah. Borrow from and yep. lend to. Man, if I had had less and fewer at the time, it that would have that just topped yes. it off. I mean, it yeah. would have been the... Yeah, for sure. And I, the one that I've got now that, it, that bothers me a lot is myriad. Myriad is an adverb like many... Um, so you don't have a myriad of something, you have myriad something. Yes. It uses an adverb or an adjective, but you, you like you have myriad stories to talk about on the podcast, not myriad of stories. Um, you don't have a myriad of stories. You don't have a many of stories. 
Yes. Many stories, myriad stories. I will say one of the groups, whether it's Webster's Dictionary or the Chicago style of grammar, a few years ago declared that myriad of is acceptable because no. it's colloquialism. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, there's a this, whole story. This, uh, yeah, see, this is a like, Somebody, this is the problem uh, with, with, uh, with Generation Y. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. With Generation Y, I actually hesitated to think, what's the letter that comes after X? Yeah. X, Y, and Z, and then we get to M for millennials, yeah, and then yeah, we get yeah. to the now generation. So, yeah. yeah, that's the yeah. problem with that. I'm sure, I'm sure it was, or it was done by the boomers. Oh, everything. Everything the, that's wrong in the world is because of the boomers. Or the boomerangs. You know, the kids that came after boomerangs. Uh, hey, anyway, okay, so uh, there's less people on the stage uh, come tomorrow night or tonight, yeah. when, whenever the time comes, um, because this is, you know what this is, Rob? This is, this is not a bow tie podcast with its, with its fancy round glasses. This is flannel, this is flannel wearing, street talking, kind of, I'm going to itch my face and there's fewer, or I'm going to itch my face and there's less people on the stage uh, yeah. than there was before. And we're going to search it up. Thank you for that, Kimberly. We're going to search it up uh, and find out if myriad of is, is an option. Yeah. Hey, um, the fact that there's four yeah. was so depressing to me last night when I thought of all the people who identify as Republicans, all the people who are in public office, there's currently four of them challenging Donald Trump for the nomination. And one of them is Vivrik Ramaswamy. <laughs> and the other one is Chris Christie, who the two of them might just be squeezing into getting the 6% of, uh, you know, popular support that's needed by the rules of the Republican Party. And then we're down to Nikki Haley. Who's qualified to be president. And Ron DeSantis. Who's also qualified to be president. Technically, he's qualified. I, I'm, I'm just saying on qualifications alone. That's, yeah. that's all I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not saying, not, not like when you look at somebody's resume and they were the a congressman and then the governor of one of the largest and most influential states in the country, absolutely qualified to be president of the United States. When you have been, when you have been, I'm, I'm not talking about whether they should be or shouldn't be. They all, like, Chris, the only one on the stage who's not qualified to be president of the United States is, is Vivek. The rest of them are. Nikki Haley especially. I mean, Secretary or uh, UN Ambassador, Governor of South Carolina, absolutely uh, absolutely qualified yeah, to be yeah. pedigree you're, you're you're describing pedigree like somewhere between technical like they're of yes. three years old and born yes. in, in the state states not that and you're not talking about are they desirable it's no. in that space somewhere where that pedigree you're, looks about right yeah but you're looking at that you're, you're looking your, at your a resume, resume but your resume has to also go with some level of general Sure. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm just saying like, 
I would yeah. I would give it to Chris Christie and Nikki Haley. I just think even the way you know the the poor performance of Ron DeSantis as a congressperson and his governor. <laughs> sure. Yeah, but he's just, he's really good in his in his in his heightened it is heightened boots. Um, heightened did boys. you? Did you watch? Uh, did you watch the Ron DeSantis, uh, Gavin Newsom debate? I didn't. No, I saw a did couple of little clips. clips or just, just the most brief clips sent to yeah. me by uh, Trump supporters. Uh, who were, really? You know, yeah. Trump supporters who were happy that DeSantis got destroyed, or well, that's were... not the way they pitched it. But yes, yeah. um, you know, they, well, the one where DeSantis holds up the map of San Francisco that's where feces have been found in the city of San Francisco, that like that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. The ridiculous. Um, uh, did you watch it or did you see any clips? Oh yeah. The clips are fantastic. I, I saw clips. It's interesting it how right to it. The, the very bad week for Ron DeSantis. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, Republicans really thought DeSantis did well, but come on, he got utterly destroyed by Gavin Newsom. Now I personally I mean, and, and I'm on record saying that Gavin Newsom will be the Democratic nominee for president in 2024. Um, Gavin Newsom began with a fantastic, I don't know, did you see the beginning? Did you no, see his opening? No. Gavin Newsom began by saying, listen, tonight we're going to, we're going to talk about, you know, the things, you know, that, that we're different, that we differ on our different visions for America, the different approaches we've taken in leading our states, our different, uh, you know, it's going to be about our differences. But as we get started, I just I just want to you know point out the things we have in common. Neither one of us is going to be our party's nominee for president in 2024. Wonderful! <laughs> 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 oh, fantastic! Yeah, Gavin Newsom was Wonderful. really good. I'll tell you the danger with Gavin Newsom is um, he can be a little condescending, a little preachy, a little like. Tisk tisk, um, and I, in, I I think that's something he's going to have to tone down as he moves forward with his political career. Um, Barack they, Obama had Barack yeah. Obama had a little bit of that, and uh, um, he, Barack Obama came off as like a professorial. Gavin Newsom comes off as a little prickish. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I hear you. Did did uh, that did get into the fact he was that married that, to Kimberly Guilfoyle? He was married to her, not just dated her. I don't know. They had, they had legal I, I, legal attachment. I, think so. I didn't I think so. Um, did they bring up the time when during the pandemic, Kevin Newsom went and had that party at that very wealthy restaurant and ate inside there? Did that know. come up? I don't. I, I didn't watch the debate. I just oh. saw some clips. Well, Kimberly says she watched it. So, Kimberly, if you happen to remember, I'm, I'm just interested if if that is still a holdover. Like, look at this hypocrite shutting down the state, and then he, you know, that that whole that whole thing. I, I wondered if that that still had some had some uh, impetus for it. Uh, well, that's a pretty great line. Uh, neither of us are going to be the nominees of our party, and of yeah. course, the reason that comes up, as we all know, is because there's people who want Joe Biden to be um, a chosen one-term president. Uh, yeah. And then for a Democrat to follow him. Yeah. In, in Wait, I am not having a good day in the chat. People are like, <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't, hey, don't know don't what. Don't read the comments, man. Don't read the comments. 
yeah. I, I, I wrote a book with a, uh, uh, with the, you know, a chapter title about that. Yeah. There's an OG Gish, Gish, and then a Rob come on. I, I don't yeah, know. But that might not be a OG for you. Uh, I think it might be. Uh, that's right. You can just, you can step in front of every comment, uh, if you need to. Yeah, that's right. Um, Hey, uh, DeSantis is having a very bad, very bad run. The yeah. conversations that I'm hearing from, you know, Politico types is, can he hold it together through New Hampshire before he drops out? Um, or or will he, will he choose to not have the people of Iowa and New Hampshire tell him no? Will he take the road of, I'm suspending the campaign on my terms? Not on the fact that I came in fourth in Iowa <laughs> out of out of three viable candidates, kind of thing. Um, yeah, and this I, I, this particular story says that the Florida um, right wing supporting blog that is the DeSantis Boost Machine is also yeah. going out of business. Uh, yeah. I mean, the shine is falling off of this fella so fast. It's uh, it's 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 really something. I mean, you know, look, and to your point, he did win election in a big state um, twice, and that that's uh, that's true and legitimate and 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 a real thing, and doesn't mean that he's competent to be the governor uh, of 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 said state, um, but he was elected, and uh, yeah. so he's got that he's got that going for him. Yeah, which is yeah, it, it it has it hasn't been. Um, a good time at all for for Governor uh, DeSantis. I don't know, Doug, did you see um, <clears throat> Pete Antonacci, Governor Ron DeSantis, election fraud office director and former Broward election supervisor, lay dead or dying in a governor's office hallway for 24 minutes before anyone came to his aid. The man died at work and he walked out of a meeting that I, I believe, if I'm remembering oh. correctly, walked out of a meeting with Ron DeSantis and uh, died in the hallway and lay there for 20 minutes before anybody came to him. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Miseries galore around yeah. that that world. Ron, yeah. Ron DeSantis. So do you think? Yeah, do you do you think uh, Ron DeSanctimonious is going to uh, <laughs> is going to stay until New Hampshire, or is he bow out before? Well, I think he'll bow out before. I I, I really do think that he's going to read the tea leaves and try to save some reputation. Which you're better off getting out early than coming in third in in the actual balloting like if if you're trying to uphold a reputation someplace so i don't know yeah. i i could clearly see him get out um and look yeah. and then nikki haley who might come in second in iowa and she doesn't win the nomination she is not going to turn on trump she's not going to like run as a third party candidate somewhere she's not going to continue to advocate that he not get anywhere near the white house she will pivot immediately get behind trump and seek to become his vice presidential candidate that it's just it's heartbreaking to see it but there is no doubt in my mind that she is politically motivated enough yep. and yeah. does not think donald trump is a 
is a hazard to the well-being of the planet and everyone who lives on it if he's ever president of the United States again. Yep. Yep. She will jump right in. Uh, and so and so will the Santas, right? They will all just fall right in line and you will see them standing side until Donald Trump drops out because they also believe that he may not make it to the ballots in November for a right. variety of reasons. And they're waiting to swoop up his people and they don't care about anything else um, that they think Donald Trump is a victim uh, or is a, uh, a threat to. So, yeah, yeah, it's yep. just... Wow, wow, wow. And in the meantime, you know, Biden's out running around doing doing Biden stuff, you know, trying to trying to, you know, get his kid to pay him back for his car loans, private car loans that he gave him. Yeah. Which every parent, I mean, what's more relatable than that? Trying to get your kid to pay you back. Yeah. Oh, totally. So that, totally. Yeah. But 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 here's the difference. Like we weren't I maybe Hunter Biden couldn't get car loans because of his legal problems that were connected to his addiction and so on. I I don't know. Um, But it was, I mean, for such a buddy, buddy family that that seems to be like, Hey, we're going to write up this car loan. Like (laughs) I'm not giving you money to buy that truck without a contract. Like that's, there's something somehow equally ruthless. Uh, and they kept it like they got it around you know yeah. <laughs> and here's a canceled check that goes with it um if you don't know what we're talking about friends uh there's the, the new scandal on the uh get hunter biden's bank records to prove that there's a crime family conspiracy of the bidens and that's something big within the the, the red hat wearing part of our of our country uh the new thing is that there's Hunter Biden wrote his dad checks and they're saying this is money laundering. And they're like, no, it was paying him back for purchase of a truck, uh, that he, that he, that he purchased. So that th- this whole thing is just gotten more and more ridiculous as it has gone on. And, uh, you know, but apparently yeah. Mike, Michael Johnson, uh, not the runner, but the speaker of the house is talking about, uh, really pushing forward for a vote on, on impeachment of Biden. Yeah. Can we can we talk for a second about um, the bank of Joe Biden? I mean, he, he, his brother was paying back a loan, and there was a loan payment, a check of two hundred thousand um, dollars, and now Hunter's paying back a loan. Um, what, what was the, what was the first loan that you said? I, I missed that. His, his Joe Biden's brother, remember, had yeah. there was a check for two hundred thousand dollars, and his brother was paying back a loan. Yeah. Um, because it said loan repayment on on the on the line yeah, and on you, the memo yeah. on the memo line. That's right. And you know that you know whatever's on the memo line is absolutely one hundred percent always accurate. You can't um, lie on the memo line. I mean, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean that's I mean proof positive right there. But I, it just I'm like, what's going on with Joe Biden? He's just. He's just it's just like a teller at a bank where he's just handing out money. Like, yeah. Just, Welcome to Biden first national. Right. Uh, uh, let me go talk to my supervisor and see if we can get you. This is what I'm getting at. Family members lend money to each other a lot. I I've been on every side of it, all that stuff. I've seen a lot of the contracts that are between the family members. The Bidens are keeping keeping track. I'm just saying, like they're right. not just. Is there like a DocuSign, uh, you know, thing happening here? Like, it's just, yeah, it's crazy. 
I'm yeah. not just helping out my brother, you know, giving my kid a leg up because he's had a tough run because of the divorce yeah. and the criminality that was related yeah. to his addiction. And um, we're gonna get we're gonna get his name on that. And uh, if if need be, I mean, I'll take a small claims court. I'm just telling you. I mean, right. <laughs> like here's the thing about contracts: no matter what the contract is, whether it's a user agreement, whether it's the Constitution that you swore your oath to, it's only as good as its ability and willingness to be enforced, right? That's, mm -hmm. that's the only good a contract is. If you walk away from a contract and someone's just like, oh, just forget it, then that's that, right? If you just stop paying your for your mortgage and the mortgage company just says, I don't know, just whatever, then then that's that, right? You, you know, um, they're not holding you to it. It's only if they hold you to it. Which is the funny thing about any family contract, which we know we did with our kids when they were teenagers or something like, hey, we're going to we're going to put this down in writing. We, now that I think about it, picking on the Bidens, we, we did that a lot, but it mm -hmm. wasn't because we wanted to enforce it. It's because our kids who are now adults had the ability to gaslight their mom and dad into that's not what we said. Yes. So, so we started writing this down. Like, hey, if there's any trickery going on, we're the ones changing the deal around here yeah. that we promised, yeah. you know? Yeah. So we had to do you think, that. You think Joe Biden just was just saying, and, and, and I actually, as I think about this, I don't think it was Joe. Joe strikes me as the kind of guy that is just giving the money away. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you know, oh, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. It's Joe. Yeah. Jill is Jill like, hey. Jill is behind the scenes. Jody, Joe, I'm telling you, it doesn't Joe. help for us to get into this family discussion about the fact that you said, yeah, I went Joe, listen, if you're going to give him the money this time, if you're going to give your brother the money this time, if you're going to do this again, you have to write it down. Yeah. <laughs> Make a contract. Maybe that will get him to pay us back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, somebody around is uh, is saying, "Hey, hey, let's oh, knock off the malarkey. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, knock off the malarkey." Hey, yeah. in big news, as promised in the headline for this, which I don't oh. to tell you what the headline is. Yeah, yeah. Trump voter, yeah, Liz Cheney, has decided mm -hmm. that she regrets her choices. Doesn't say that, but now believes that. Uh, if we elect Donald Trump in 2024, unlike when she voted for him in 2020, but if we vote for him in 2024, then we're going to see the end of the democracy. That he proved out the threats that he was making in 2020, which apparently she was comfortable enough with when he was claiming voter uh, fraud and a fraudulent election before the election took place. And up to the day of the election, he was claiming it to be fraudulent. She voted for him. But after that, she's out. So now she's fully out, and she has a new book out called Oath and Honor, Honor and Oath, Oath and Honor, something like that, a, a memoir and a warning. Uh, and I heard her interviewed last night and a little bit of it this morning. Have you followed any of this new book that she has out? No. Can I recap right. a bit? Can I recap oh, a please. bit for you? Oh, absolutely. Now, I would now, love look, a recap. You know, I'm still not over the fact that she voted for Donald Trump in 2020. What, after having watched him do what he did, mm -hmm. 
she said, yep, you're getting my support. Yep. Publicly supported him. Many of the people that she writes about in her book, she writes about the behaviors of those people before the election in 2020, including Donald Trump, mm -hmm. and still voted for him. So I'll just say her judgment may not always be as accurate as it is sometimes. So perhaps she's more trustworthy now. I'd like that to be the case. And, and look, it's fine. People change. People change their minds. We all have different points at which we say, now I'm in, right? Um, yep. You're at the point in the auction when you just finally put your hand down and say, I, I can't go any further. Because we've all, you know, been in high pressure auction situations. So I thought that would be a really great metaphor. <laughs> for us to understand. She's now out. Mm -hmm. And as I heard Rachel Maddow uh, say it last night, proverbially taking no prisoners. She is to borrow a phrase from last night, stripping the bark off of Kevin McCarthy and Michael Johnson and telling stories and just going at these people and yeah. making, telling stories and then making some editorial comments about them that is devastating to, yeah. if anyone spoke of someone that way, you'd be like, that is full on, uh, yeah. Uh, attack attack mode yeah it's we're not, expecting that to come from george santos but instead it's coming from liz cheney, from liz cheney. and she yeah. is she is moving you know uh, aggressively in a very long and detailed uh book that is trying to send this warning and her warnings are more dire than anyone i've heard hmm. she she is saying if donald trump is elected president it's her opinion that he yeah. will not leave the presidency right. willingly even after his term is done. She is describing the way he will put together partners in his administration that will simply do the things that other people resisted doing in his first term. So that's her, that's her pitch. Um, that's her, uh, mm -hmm. somehow she didn't think he would do that in twenty between 2021 and 2024, but somehow she awakened or somehow Trump changed or something. I still yeah. truly can't reconcile how you go from one thing to the other. Um, mm -hmm. uh, but anybody who's in her position and needs to get on the Cheney train uh, and you were a Trumper all the way up until and through the yeah. election and maybe all the way up until January 6th or maybe all the way up until December 5th, 2023, any point you need to get off the train, feel free. Um, and I'm not your therapist, but spend a little time thinking about why you are so supportive of someone for whom now you've awakened in yeah. your woke state to seeing that they're a problem. Um, I mean, it's just, that's just a suggestion for, for human flourishing more than a political, a political demand. But the question for me is, will Liz Cheney's vocal and specific calls help 2% of Republican voters in Wisconsin, 2% in Michigan and in Pennsylvania, 3% in Georgia, and 1.5% in, in, in Arizona hmm. to say she's now a permission giver enough. Not a lot, not, not everybody, maybe even a rounding error level of people. Yeah, that's just interesting. Just enough where people are like, okay.
Look, I mean, I know they I, kicked her out because yeah. I didn't follow all that stuff, and she kind of yeah. she kind of turned on the party. But holy moly! Yeah, honey, I honey, feel let's like just, let's 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 not let's not support him anymore. I mean, I've been a Cheney person, you know, like that. Is is there yeah. enough? Is there is there is there one to three percent? Can I see that hand? You know, I feel like the people that would be persuaded by Liz Cheney have already been persuaded by Liz Cheney. I think there is, I don't know if it's 1%, it might be a half percent. Um, I, my sense is that this, that what this could do is help those people from, from coming home, as they say, returning to vote for, you know, Donald Trump is the Republican nominee. Maybe they'll be persuaded like, Oh, when he picks Nikki Haley as his vice president, which I don't think he's going to, but if he, oh, well, you know, she'll, she'll even him out and it'll be all right. And, you know, so maybe they come back for that. Um, maybe this keeps that from happening, but my sense is, is that the people that would have been persuaded by Liz Cheney to abandon their Trump support, that that happened through the January 6th show, um, and uh, the hearings and and this book probably isn't going to make that difference. Well, that that's probably right. I don't know, but I do think there's enough. I, I'm surprised at the number of Trump supporters and people generally, but specifically yeah, Trump supporters. Yeah, full stop. <laughs> I'm surprised, surprised by the number, surprised number of Trump number people. I'll just stop there. I'm surprised at the number of people. That's all. And also surprised at the number of people who really don't keep up on any of this. Mm -hmm. They don't know that Liz Cheney has turned against Trump. Like, I agree with you. If someone knows mm -hmm. where Liz Cheney is on this, that if they are going to be persuaded by Liz Cheney as a, as a trusted source, they're already persuaded. Mm -hmm. But is there a percentage, one, two, three percent? who are not familiar with where Liz Cheney is on this because to our degree, would of, those, I mean, we, we believe yeah, yeah, yeah. people would watch those the people, January 6th thing, but man, the number of people no, no. for whom that thing came and went and they were busy doing their summer stuff and yeah, whatever, but would right? those, and it was a long would, time ago. And would those people know who Liz Cheney is? I, th well, I, well, yeah, I think so. That I mean, that's what I'm getting at. So, I mean, I guess, <laughs> I guess I'm whittling this thing down. Yeah. Okay. We're trying to logic. find the 70,000 people that will keep Donald Trump from being reelected as president, elected out against the president states. of the United States. Yes, yes, that's exactly yes. it. it. It's it's like when if somebody says, um, and there was actually a study done of this, and there was an, a show called, the, there's a show called This American Life put out by American Public Media. And, mm -hmm. and they had a great bit on this with a statistician. Uh, from, he was at MIT uh, as, a, as a, like a college student. And, and he was like, the chances of meeting someone and falling in love and getting married and staying together for the rest of your life is impossible statistically. And then he's like, what would the chance, if I, if, where am I gonna meet someone? Well, if I didn't meet him in high school already, maybe I'm gonna meet him in college. So now we've taken the entire world population and shrunk it down to people I'm going to run into in college. And then it's only half of those people because it's only the gender that I would be comfortable marrying. And then, and then, and then, and then, and you get to a statistical zero. 
And then they go, and yet <laughs> it only took one. And over and over and over, it and keeps this statistical impossibility yeah. keeps happening. Hey, yeah. another example of this? I don't know if you know, but I've, I've been on a little rampage for, I don't know, uh, not rampage, a little uh, tirade for mm -hmm. 10 or 15 years about a couple things that nobody listens to me about. First, the danger of consumption of fish. And secondly, mm -hmm. uh, pedestrians walking through parking lots and backing mm. up. And, and I'm like, we need to stop and figure out our parking lots where yeah. you never have to back up and no one is ever walking behind your car while you're potentially backing up with yeah. a baby. Yeah. The this situation of a parking lot should have, mm -hmm. we should all have stories about, well, you never did get to know your uncle Ed because he was walking through the Walmart parking lot. <laughs> It was struck by a car backing up. And like, shockingly, just, we don't, most of us don't have that story. We don't, none of us do. If you described what happens in a parking lot. Well, I wouldn't like, say none of us. <laughs> uh, no, no one I know. Like truly, a few cars have been hit that I know of. I don't yeah. know anyone who's been struck in a parking lot. So my yeah. like parking lots are inherently dangerous because just on the face of them, they can't make any sense. You yeah. people back, even before there were cameras in the back of, of some cars. Yeah. People just backing up <laughs> like, and somebody's walking behind it and they got their hood up and it's wind is blowing and it's crazy. So here's the statistical thing that should happen that never does. Falling in love with someone and finding your life happily with them is statistical impossibility. It happens all the time. All that back to my, my, my hope uh, on, on Liz Cheney. Is there a subset of a subset of a subset of people? Are there 3,000 people scattered across Wisconsin who didn't pay much attention, know who Liz Cheney is, are going to start to focus. And when Trump's trials come up, they're going to be like, yeah, but Liz was right. And I'm just, that's my, that's my guess. This is like yeah. micro, micro yeah. influence, uh, yeah. little bits and pieces, because yeah. as you say so well, somewhere between 50 and 100,000 people spread across four to five states are going yeah. to be the ones who make this determination. And, and the places in those states are, are also very refined yeah. <laughs> as, to, as to who those, who those people are and, or, or could they hold steady? Could, could she keep people who didn't vote for Trump in 2020 from going back? Like it's enough of a reminder. I, 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 I don't know, but wouldn't yeah. it be a kick in the pants if the person who ultimately, you know, uh, is a big part of all of this is Liz Cheney. That would be amazing. Trump voter. Two-time Trump voter, mm -hmm. uh, that she become the one. I mean, that's that's just a redemption story worthy of a podcast comment. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we really buried the lead on this one. Literally, the lead to the head uh, to the headline is: uh, uh, Will can Liz Cheney help stop Donald Trump or something like that? Yeah. I wrote the headline for it. <laughs> we waited until we're, we we were in uh, an hour and six minutes. I mean, that, that's how you do it, friends. If you want yeah. to keep people to the end for watch hours on your social media streams, that's how you do it. Yep. But Alex and Kimberly and Carol and all the rest, um, they're here not because uh, Jim. not because we stalled them out. Um, Jim? Just throwing out Diane? 
yeah, I'm just scrolling through, seeing if I can find their comments, if there's anything else putting up. But now with your level of really sensitivity, prepared. I need to be a little careful for the screen. By the way, you did get a nice uh, apology from uh, Squirrely Pre Prepper. So, yeah, no, no, somebody no, else thinks that's bad, though. Not that you know. Oh, somebody else in Carol Ann thinks I'm putting on weight. I'm putting on weight. Huh. Hmm. There, there might be a time in life where, you know, you can be like, I don't have to wait. I can. Caroline, listen, I'm I'm a Gen Xer. And at this point in life, uh, people just begin to, you know, hold more poundage than they had previously. That's a normal thing that happens. I'm having less sex than I had in. Just because you're a Gen Xer. Yeah, my knees hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a weird pain in my wrist that, that it has no explanation. Yeah, I have I this it. bump in my elbow that my doctor that I've had MRIs on and nobody knows what it what it's all about. It's ridiculous. Um I, I think about the people on the podcast version who didn't see this this little <laughs> comment that slid by an hour and four <laughs> hour and four minutes ago. Yeah, when just coming for those who didn't see it, just right out of the gate, like one of the first comments this morning, Carol Ann says, Don't want to spoil your holidays, but putting on weight lately, Rob? Aren't you, Rob? Like, <laughs> like, I don't want to spoil your holidays. Oh, great line, Carol. Oh, Carol. Carol, you uh, might be receiving a, uh, a cameo a George, from George Santos. <laughs> <laughs> precious 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 carol ann uh always welcome for your comments regardless of what they are um, <laughs> body shame me anytime that's what i'm here for hey to all of you uh who are part of all of this uh thanks uh tomorrow's live stream podcast might be a version of what i'm recording today i'm Ooh, the tables exciting. are the tables are turned i'm the guest on a podcast i'm a guest on two different podcasts today but one of them i know they won't let me air on our channel uh before they aired on theirs i don't know if it would even fit but the other one might be appropriate for this so that might be what happens tomorrow and then thursday if uh, this is only for people listening to it right you know right now um on the 5th of december or i guess the 6th thursday astrophysicist pastor birder professor paul wallace and i will be talking about the skies and important things that go on in the world of astrophysics uh is that good we got anything else anybody else in, anybody else in the chat have things we need to uh we need to be considering um you did get a great haircut though rob <laughs> My next haircut's scheduled for Friday. No explanation. <laughs> yeah. You have, you have, again, Rob is a, is a man of of uh, scheduled haircuts, which is something I've always admired about people who can who can do such a thing. Like, yeah. uh, no, I can't meet a week from Thursday. I'm getting a haircut. <laughs> wow, it's excellent. Yeah. Excellent. I'm like. I don't have time right now. Should I go right now? Like maybe if I if I if I open up my Great Clips app, maybe I can see if the wait is less than nine minutes, and I can get over there. I can. Uh, no, nope. I'll wait three weeks. I'll wait three weeks. Uh, all right. All right. Okay. Well, I'm going to uh, do a couple podcasts and off to Walmart and see if I can pick okay. up a new flannel. Uh, Excellent. And Rob, uh, happy uh, 
Happy happy holidays. It's happy not. holidays. It's December fifth. Happy it's holidays. Uh, okay, everybody, bye. <laughs>